Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Morning Sports Briefing, coming to you at 8am every single day on New Zealand Sports Radio. It's the best way to start your day and to be up to, up to date on all the latest sports news. Hi, I'm Paul, your host for today. And on today's show, we have Barcelona fall into turmoil. The NRL reject health minister's claim. Timing of contracts causing issues in rugby. And the Rogers Cup gets postponed. So let's get straight into that. Um, and hello to Stephen from the Deep South. Um, how are you doing, sir? Very good, Paul. Thanks for having me yet again, and good morning, everyone, and everyone listening at home. Uh, today in the football world, a huge day for Belarusian football yet again. West Ham make their pay decision, but first things first, big trouble in Barcelona at the top of the game. Yes, huge news out of Spain this week as six board members have resigned and told chairman Josep Maria Bartomeu they are unhappy at how the club is being run and they feel they cannot reverse the direction of where the club is heading. This comes to a head after a number of issues surrounding the club in the last few months. A big sore point of this issue was Barcagate, as it is being known, a social media scandal where some of the board members were accused of creating social media accounts to smear former and current players and future presidential candidates. Now, with the financial implications of the pandemic at the club, the members are calling for an election. But Bartomeu is holding strong over the board, and especially now for these people resigning, he has full control and doesn't seem to really care at all what happens with those people. So bit more news to come out of that, I'm sure, in the future in Barcelona. West Ham players have agreed to have a wage deferral to help out the club during the pandemic as well. They joined Southampton as the only the second Premier League club to make the move. Manager David Moyes and Vice Chairman Karen Brady will also be taking a 30% pay cut. 
the two joint chairmen, David Gold and David Sullivan. They like the same name. And fellow shareholders will be injecting $30 million into the club as well to ensure its stability during the time. So good to see someone's still got some money over there. Uh, will be more teams following suit in the coming days. We'll have to uh, wait and see whether they do, but we'll have it here for you when they do that as well. Right, on to the big story of the day. There was three Belarusian Premier League games overnight to keep your sporting fix alive. And isn't it amazing how there's still so little problems in this country here as well. They're playing their football and no one else can stop them. It all kicked off with Paul's second place, Slutsk, at home, taking on Vodobysk. 145 brave fans showed up for their second consecutive, or for the second consecutive one-all draw in the league. An early goal for the guests was pulled back just after the hour mark. Uh, to result in a stalemate. But good news for Schlutz, though they have overtaken their opponent and move into third position. Next up, game of the day here. My boys, Torpedo, taking on the league leaders, Energetic, and a pop the champagne, everyone, because Torpedo have had an Energetic, their first loss of the season. And two goals around the hour mark was enough to get the done job done for a superb 2-0 victory. And with that, Torpedo goes straight to the top of the table. Following that, Stevens team, yes, the resurgent Gorodea hosted Diamond Minx, a 14th versus 13th battle. There was only one goal in it, and it was a penalty goal as well. It was very early on, and that was enough. They parked the bus quite clearly after getting that lead, and with that, they rock it up to now 8th position after a couple of weeks ago they were dead last in the league. In tonight's action, three more matches will take place. Third place, Minx will face Barte, a team whose name is actually an acronym for uh, Boros of Automobile and Attractor Electronics. Who really knew that? And they've lost their um, last two games and sit in 11th position. Uh, Vicky uh, uh yet to win a game this season, and tonight they will be taking on Shakdor, who have one of each result, a win, a loss, and a draw. And then finally, Ashwin's Domino Breast will hope, uh, host Islosh, now, Brest have already been in the news this week, as Paul mentioned briefly yesterday, as the club are giving fans a chance to buy virtual tickets to the game. And in return, photos of their faces are being pasted on top of mannequins sitting in the stadium. And then they get a match day program sent to their home as well. So let's be honest, these Belarusians are clever cookies, aren't they? All these uh, very intuitive ways to make money as well. So very smart and um, very good to see action continuing on in Belarus. That is it from football for me. Have a good day, everyone, and I'll see you again tomorrow. Thank you very much, Stephen, from the Deep South. And uh, got to say, well done to your team for going top of the table. Not, uh, not that I'm jealous of anything at all. Um, moving on now to cricket. Uh, John is going to bring us up to date with uh, some yeah, breaking news around Pakistan. I'm still trying to get over hearing the update on Paul Schlutzk. Whoever thought we would be getting reports on Paul Schlutzk. His mother must be so proud. So, uh, in cricket news, Pakistan have offered to host global flagship tournaments after the ICC invited expressions of interest from its members for events in the 2023 to 2031 cycle. Pakistan last, last staged an ICC event in 1996 when it co-hosted the 50 Overs World Cup with India and Sri Lanka. And the country has been largely starved of international cricket since the 2009 attack on the touring Sri Lankan team in Lahore. 
the PCB has expressed its interest in hosting ICC events during that cycle of eight years. A PCB uh, or Pakistan Cricket Board spokesperson told Reuters, we will work in line with ICC guidelines and look forward to submitting strong proposals in the coming months. So Pakistan played their first test on home soil since that 2009 tour against the same team, Sri Lanka, in December and have also hosted Bangladesh this year. The ICC chief executive, Manu Sawani, toured several member countries this year and earlier and, and in the end of last year, encouraging bids following the governing body's decision to select hosts of future events through a bidding process. An ICC spokesman said that they are extremely encouraged with the positive response we've received for this 2023 to 2031 cycle. They have had close to 100 offers with 18 members. Just think about that. That's 18 member countries, far more than the large group of nine of the of the big players. We've had close to 100 offers with 18 member members showing interest in holding the 28 events proposed for the cycle. I suppose it all comes down to which ones India doesn't want to host. Ooh, controversial there, John, on that one. Uh, finish, finish. Um, but John, I do have a question for you around backyard cricket. Is it okay sure. to uh, to include dogs as, as extra fielders if you've got a small family? Uh, absolutely, right. Absolutely, you've got to uh, needs must. Needs must. Okay, so, so yeah, the cocker spaniels. Since you can't invite the neighbours over. Cocker spaniels and labradors yeah. are, are, are now the good outfielders. are difficult to get them to bat. Absolutely. They tend to battle with batting, but uh, certainly for fielding. Absolutely. Absolutely good. So there you go. Um, there you go. That's uh, breaking, breaking news for you there, folks, on your backyard crickets. That, yeah, officially, it is now allowed to use dogs uh, as extra fielders. Now, uh, handing over to Stephen from the far north, who will take us through uh, the birthdays today. I was about to say my uh, blue healer is the jaunty roads of uh, world cricket. She's an amazing fielder, and she probably covers uh, several positions around the square. So she's just absolutely amazing. But this morning, we'll head to the birthdays. Looking at a uh, rowing gold medalist, a New Zealand Maori rugby player, and a former All Black, and that's where we will kick it off. Lester Rutledge is a former New Zealand Rugby Union player. Rutledge, a rugged loose forward, represented Southland on 113 occasions and was a member of the New Zealand national side, the All Blacks, from 1978 to 1980. He played 31 matches for the All Blacks, including 13 internationals, and captained the side in one match against the combined services on the 1978 tour of Britain and Ireland. Mr. Malcolm Rutledge, born this day, the 12th of April, 1952, in Christchurch. He is 68 years old today. Now, a player that I really liked from the county's Manukau area, Christian Ormsby is a former New Zealand rugby union player. Ormsby transitioned between lock and loose forward throughout his career, turning out for counties Manukau and Wellington at provincial level and the Hurricanes and Chiefs at Super Rugby. He also played in the 2006 Churchill Cup for New Zealand Māori where he scored four, five tries and was the leading point scorer for New Zealand Māori. Christian Ormsby, born this day, 12th of April, 1980, in Auckland. He is 40 years old today. And finally, Gary Robertson is a former New Zealand rower who won an Olympic gold medal as part of the Cox State at the 1972 Summer Olympics in Munich. Robertson is one of only two New Zealand Olympic gold medalists 
who never won a Premier National title. That is really unusual. Robertson is the nephew of the famed rowing coach Rusty Robertson. Gary David Robertson born this day, the 12th of April 1950, in Oamaru. He is 70 years old today. And that's all our birthdays. Thank you very much, Stephen, and happy birthday to all of them. Yes, John. My apologies. I'm just telling my teenager. Giving instructions to my teenager as he comes through the background. Definitely professional there. Uh, all, all, nothing but the best on the show. Always folks. on top of it. Always <laughs> on top of it. Moving on to rugby news then, and in provincial news, um, we had a, there was a, an interview on New Zealand Sport Radio yesterday with Northland CEO Cameron Bell. So you can go check that out on the uh, the Facebook page or on your favourite podcast apps as well. Um, he was talking about how the province is having to have reduced costs and confirmed, yes, that the funding from New Zealand Rugby was looking uncertain. Uh, it was an hour-long conversation where we talked about um, the focus of Northland Rugby um, and uh, how that's changed with COVID-19. So go and have a check out with that one. But yes, they're having to cut their cloth just like all the other provinces. And he mentioned how basically they were going to have, they, they basically would struggle um, if the lockdown continues and if the Government funding for uh, employees isn't extended. Moving on then to Australian rugby and talks between the Rugby Australia and the RUPA took place yesterday. There was no resolution to the fortnight long saga, um, but the government, the governing body um, of emerged from dealings optimistic that a deal could be could happen over Easter. Um, so only a couple of days, folks. Now let's hopefully that's that's sorted out. Moving on to English rugby then, um, and dates are causing uh, to be uh, causing issues for um, rugby in England. Johnny May is moving back to Gloucester from Leicester Tigers, and he'll be moving on the first of July. That's when his new contract starts. But um, and that he's going to move even if the season does change. So if uh, the Premiership does play beyond July, he will cease being a Leicester Tigers player and will start to be a Gloucester player. Uh, this obviously this is going to be causing issues across the clubs uh, as to who they have contracted, they haven't contracted, where they are in the world. So if they've brought overseas players in, then can they even travel to the UK to play? Uh, so there could be a whole bunch of issues there for Premiership Rugby, um, depending on the dates uh, and all these contracts and how much players will be ch- will be moving mid-season, which obviously is something that people have not considered previously. Also, we heard earlier that the RFU are having issues um, with their kits change. They are moving from Canterbury to Umbro, uh, and apparently the contracts were dated that they'll be moving at the end of the Six Nations. Ah, okay. The end of the Six Nations now has suddenly moved, so I think those they're, they're in talks with those two kit manufacturers to uh, because obviously it would have been they would have changed already uh, under normal circumstances. So definitely issues there that uh, legal issues there that we probably haven't thought about. Uh, uh, impacting the sporting world. Going to hand you back to Stephen from the Far North, who's going to take us through our league news. Oh, thank you, Paul. Plenty happening in NRL, as always. The NRL on Saturday night has rejected suggestions it has not received an official approval for proceeding with its proposed restart of the Telstra Premiership on May 28th. After the project, the Polo Innovations Committee announced on Thursday that the NRL plans to end its uh, hiatus at the end of the next month. There have been questions whether the ARL Commission has received sufficient government approval 
more than move. The ARL Commission, Peter Valandis, received a letter from the New South Wales Commissioner of Police and State Emergency Operations Controller, Mick Fuller, on Wednesday to say he had permission to proceed with his plans to get the competition back up and running. In the letter, Fuller wrote that the New South Wales Health Minister's directing relating to COVID-19 does not prelude the NRL from commencing a competition. Fuller wrote that the NR New South Wales Minister's directions applied as long as there was absence of crowds at the relevant stadiums and it only applied to New South Wales-based teams. Under the NRL's proposals, all employees, players and support staff, including volunteers who are involved in the competition, would be exempt from restrictions in place where people are not are not are not able to leave their residence without a reasonable excuse. Now, one team that this probably will affect is our local team right here in New Zealand. And the Warriors, um, well, they've got their own issues at the moment. They will survive as a club, even in the worst case scenario of no further matches in 2020 and the vastly reduced corporate and sponsorship revenue this year. That's the strong assurance from Warriors chairman Rob Crook in response to doomsday predictions from across the Tasman that the Auckland club would be on a knife edge as they privately own and don't have the backing of huge league clubs. With the fallout from COVID-19 virus expected to be ongoing, Australian pundits have speculated that the Warriors are particularly vulnerable, especially if they are unable to feature in a restarted competition due to the myriad of logistical challenges that may entail. But Crook, who is also the managing director of Autex Industries, the uh, Auckland manufacturing company that gained the sole control of the Warriors last September dismisses those theories. We have a financial plan that will see the club survive, said Crook. We have been through possible outcomes, looked at absolute worst case scenarios, but it's not a pretty picture. In a normal year, the club will receive around 13 million from the NRL, which nearly 10 million is allocated to player salaries. The rest of the revenue, which can range from 13 to 15 million, comes from sponsorship, corporate membership, season sale, techscape receipts, and other associated game income, which will be mostly given given to the team, but is highly to run out, that is highly unlikely to run out at Mount Smart this year. Just remembering also, they received their four-month payment for April from the NRL, which is a good thing, but uh, interesting times at the South Auckland Base Club. Thank you, Stephen, for that. Moving on to uh, general sports news, and first up, in New Zealand media, let's talk about the New Zealand Sport Radio because we are going strength from strength to strength here. Not only have we do we bring you this uh, morning sports briefing every uh, morning at 8am, but we've also had some big interviews and have some big interviews coming up as well. Uh, we have the head of Waka Ama um, lined up for this week. So yes, all your paddling uh, um, uh, interview will be happening. Uh, and also Mark Watson and Willie Jackson will be here on the show on the channel on Thursday at 7 p.m. as well um, and we'll definitely and the ringmaster there will be Steve from the far north um, to, to keep those two under control and then on Wednesday evening obviously at 8 p.m. we have the one and only uh, radio sports quiz in the country so do check into do you know your sport on Wednesday at 8 p.m. as well Moving on to other news then, in Formula 1, Renault is the latest team to have put the vast majority, is their quotes, um, of their staff into enforced absence or, or a furlong, in other words, up until the end of May. Staff will be getting 80% of their salary through the UK government scheme and Renault will be topping up the rest of that. Uh, in fishing news, 
NIWA recreational fisheries scientist Bruce Hartill says that fishing stocks won't be uh, majorly impacted by the shutdown. A lot of recreational uh, fish, fishermen are hoping to get some b- a bumper catch as soon as the lockdown finishes here in New Zealand. Uh, but apparently because commercial fishing is still ongoing, that this four-week or so break for recreational fishers will not will, will have little impact on stocks. Um, so unfortunately, fishermen, you're not going to be getting those big, huge snappers that everyone is hoping to get. Uh, Looks to be the normal, uh, normal, normal size ones around. In tennis news, the uh, WTA tour have cancelled or the or, or postponed the Rogers Cup um, until 2021 because of coronavirus pandemic. The, que- the Quebec government has prohibited events up until the 31st of August, and uh, the Rogers Cup was supposed to take place between the 7th and 16th of of August. Already. Um, the men's and the women's tours had been suspended until the 12th of July, uh, but it looks but uh, Quebec has individually taken the decision to go further. There's no announcement yet being made about the men's event that was taking place in Toronto at the same time. What happens is that the men's and the women's events alternate between uh, Toronto and Quebec each year, and this year the men's event was is well is due to take place in Toronto. Uh, we'll await for official news on that one. Thank you very much to Steve from the Deep South, Stephen from the Far North and John um, for your updates in this bulletin. As I said, folks, 8am every morning for the morning sports briefing. Do join us here on um, New Zealand Sport Radio. And please, uh, if you'd prefer to to, uh, listen rather than watch, then catch the podcast, the recording on your favourite podcatcher. Um, We're definitely available on places like Spotify, Acast, TuneIn, etc. So do subscribe. Stay safe, folks. Stay in your bubble and have a great uh, day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.